You're listening to Guinea Pig and Green. I'm Laura. And I'm in Korea. <laughs> Hi, Steph. Hi. We're talking about health, wellness, and eco-friendliness in a fun and approachable way. In today's episode, we're going to be talking about taking risks and also making big life decisions. Like Steph, Korea. <laughs> Welcome back to Getting Pink and Green. Oh, you're in Korea. I'm in That was Korea. super high pitch. Let's redo that. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. <laughs> I'm in Busan. Busan, Korea. What made is... you decide to go there? Oh, lots of things. Um, it's a really cool opportunity. I'm going to be teaching English, I think. They don't. They haven't really told me that much about my job yet, but... Uh, I'm going to be teaching English, um, pretty good salary. I'm in a great city that I, I live. My apartment building is literally a 10-minute walk to the beach, um, which is such a beautiful beach, like white sand beach. It's gorgeous. So, And also, I just wanted this opportunity to live in a different culture and to be close to um, other places that I want to travel to, like everywhere in Southeast Asia, Australia, New Zealand. Um, so yeah, for me, it was kind of, kind of a no brainer in some ways, but in other ways, it still was a huge decision that like took a long time to, to properly come to in my mind. It seems like everything just happened so quickly. Um, for those of you who follow Steph on her blog, I mean, when do you think you like, I, between like you telling me that you were thinking of going to Korea to it actually happening, it was just a matter of weeks. Um, yeah. So when I initially made this decision to like start applying, it was before I had definitely, like, it was before I was sure that I wanted to do it, but I, it was in January sometime and now it's just mid March. So it gives you an idea. It was only a couple months. But yeah. the idea was a few months in the making. I remember talking to my friend Dylan, who's here, um, back in late October, and this being an idea that I was kind of like playing around with, but I had just gone back from Europe, so I wasn't ready to like go out into the world and do something else. But I asked him a million questions. Our Facebook feed was just, like, our Facebook message feed was just full of questions about how he liked it, what he liked, what he didn't like, what it was like. And I remember telling my mom, oh, Dylan wants me to come to Korea. And she was like, oh, just go. And <laughs> then for a couple of months, we didn't talk about it and it didn't really yeah. come into being. So it was kind of very much under the radar. You know, you mentioned my blog and I basically didn't even let on on my blog at all until I made the announcement, like, I'm going. And I remember yeah. this one girl commented, she's like, oh, this seems sudden. And I was like, well, you know, I don't write my every and my every thought yeah. on there. So, but yeah, in some ways it was sudden. Yeah. That's amazing. Your mom is amazing. Uh, and also I follow Dylan on Instagram and I'm pretty sure the two of you are just going to take yoga pictures on the beach. Yep. And I think that that's the reason you're there. And that's 95% of the reason I'm there <laughs> is to take yoga pictures on the beach. Everything else is just cake. Um, <laughs> Yeah, so so far it's actually been really good. I've been here for um, a week and a half, and it's it's really it's cool. It's a it's a new new culture completely, very different. But um, so far, I'm really enjoying it. I'm so happy for you. And this is like 
such a perfect episode to record right now on taking risks and making these big decisions. Yeah. Um, yeah. Because I think we have a lot to share between the two of us. Um, now in our lives, we've made a couple of big ones. Like you, know, you recently took a big job, a big, big girl job. And we both made the decision to go to which university we're going to. And so I think we've picked up a few things along the way. But I think for this podcast, we want to talk about two different sort of headings. So the first one being um, risk assessment. So how we think about risk, what risk really is, um, and how we might be able to think about risk differently. And then in the second part, we want to talk about our tips and our tricks for making those big di- like big life decisions um, if you're at a crossroads or a fork in the road and you're not really sure what to do. All right, let's get okay. to it. I feel like we should play, play the introduction again. I know. <laughs> now that we've actually introduced the podcast. Um, okay, so the first thing I wanted to talk about was um, this actual idea of risk. I think we use the word risk a lot, um, but I'm not sure that it's always appropriate. So in terms of this decision that I just made moving to Korea, in some ways people might say that it's a very risky decision. Um, But in other ways, I would say it was an incredibly educated decision and I don't feel that I was impulsive. Uh, I don't think I'm a very impulsive person. I tend to like make a million lists of pros and cons and just think things through and talk things through with a lot of people. So it wasn't necessarily impulsive. I don't think risk always has to be an impulsive thing. Um, It can just be something that it's like, yeah, you're not a hundred percent sure how this is going to work out. You're not a hundred percent sure that this is something you absolutely want to do. Like it may be horrible, but taking that step anyway, I think that's really what risk is. So um, yeah. So for this, for this decision, it was very much an educated decision. You know, I knew I was going to have somewhere to stay. I knew that I was going to be making money. I knew that, you know, like there was nothing really that I was risking except for the possibility that I might not like it. Yeah. I think a lot of times when we think about, I I mean, there are obviously a lot of decisions with real risk, um, but a lot of the decisions where you're like, Oh my gosh, that was such a hasty decision. Um, usually what's hanging in the balance is like a discomfort, right? Not necessarily. Yeah. So just a change in your routine as being something that's like total, like a total shock to your system, as opposed to actually putting yourself at risk, either like financially or physically. Um, I think those are two really different things. And sometimes it's really hard to differentiate between the two. Yeah. I totally agree. And I know you were talking about um, The Startup of You, which is a a great book that I actually just started this week but haven't been able to get into. Oh, did you? I'm so glad. Yeah, I've just been busy, so I haven't really got into it. But um, that idea of – why don't you explain it because you explained it a little (laughs) bit better than I have. (laughs) Okay, so The Startup of You is a career book, uh, more or less, by the uh, co-founders of LinkedIn. Uh, and one of the big points that they talk to in the book is always having a plan A, a plan B, and a plan Z. Right. Or Z for our American listeners. <laughs> <laughs> um, so 
<laughs> so your plan A is pretty much what, exactly what you're doing now. It's like your main, your main plan. It's what you're planning your life around. That's your plan A. Your plan B is a pivot. So given your current skill set or given um, like the context that you're making decisions within, what could you pivot to fairly easily um, if circumstances changed or if you needed to or if you, even if you just wanted to? So that would be your plan B. And then your plan Z is your worst case scenario. So what if you took a risk and it failed? Like where would that, like where would you end up? Um, and when you know your plan Z, then you know how easy it is or how difficult it would be to make those risks or to take a risk um, or make a big decision like involving your career. But I think this could be applied to anything. Yeah. So. Yeah, so for me, for example, my plan Z right now, if I lost my job or if I quit my job to take a risk um, and go after something else, my plan Z would be I'd be living at home with my parents. Um, I probably wouldn't have an income for a couple of months. And if that's something that I think I could live with, then I should be able to feel comfortable taking one of those risks. If yeah. your plan Z is something like bankruptcy or homelessness, then it's really not worth taking a risk that could lead you there. So yeah, that would totally. be the, yeah, that would be like the ABZ. ABZ. Uh, ABZ uh, philosophy behind that book. No, I like that a lot. Um, I think if I was to apply that to this decision, like I already mentioned, you know, you have a salary, you have a place to stay. Uh, they paid for my plane ticket. Um, yeah. So really, yeah, my plan Z was oh, I get there and they don't have an apartment for me. So I stay with Dylan and then yeah. get on the next plane home, you know? So yeah, that's a really good way of looking at it and really breaking down, okay, what am I actually risking? Because like you said, a lot of times it's, you're not actually risking anything. I know Leo from Zen Habits, he says, you know, most decisions we make, it's not like we're deciding the state of the nation. We're it's yeah. our own lives. Like it's nothing that important really in the end. Um, it feels yeah. important in some ways it's very important, but in other ways it's not as big of a deal as we make it out to be sometimes. Short so. of like murder. It's really, yeah. <laughs> a lot of things are pretty undoable. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. A lot of things can be, uh, turned around. Um, I know that when I was making this decision and you pointed out to me, you know, you could always come back. Um, you can always come home if you really hate it. And it does click something in your brain. You know, it, it switches it and you suddenly think, oh yeah, you know, okay, this is not permanent. Nothing has to be permanent. So um, I really like that way of thinking about what you're actually risking. Um, okay, so that's kind of how we think about risk making educated decisions and thinking about what it is that's really at stake. But let's talk about some tips for actually making these big life choices. Cause I think this is where the real meat of our podcast, so to speak, not that we eat meat, but you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. the, the, the flesh, the vegetable flesh of our podcast. No, you're not. You're not the fiber. <laughs> you're, you're not. This is where the fiber is guys. This is where the leafy greens are. Um, okay. All right. Go on. Okay. Tips on making big life decisions. So the first thing that I want to say that she's my, I think she's my idol, Marie Forleo. 
I look forward to her Q&A videos every single week, but she has two that are really great that I'm going to link to in the show notes, but I'll just explain the general ideas behind them. So the first one is about good fear versus bad fear and finding ways to tell the difference between them because most big life choices are going to scare the crap out of you. And that can be a good thing if it's the right choice. Big things are always going to scare you. So what she talks about is good fear is going to make you feel like expansive and bad fear is going to make you feel contracted. And Oh, I totally watched this one. I definitely yeah. watched this one. It's a great I'm one. She's amazing. So like when she says expansive, it's sort of like you have this sense of optimism, possibility, freedom, excitement. You might be scared out of your mind, but you still have a sense of opening up. Whereas contracted, you're going to feel dread. And everybody knows when they feel dread. It's, it's very clear. And so if you tap into that and you feel like you're feeling like, oh, like this feels so bad and I don't know if this is right and all of this stuff, then that's a good way of knowing that mm-hmm. probably not the right decision for you. Um, her other thing that I think is amazing, and I've obviously read about this one in many different forms, but she says it, she says it really well. Um, if you're thinking about doing something and you're not sure whether you want to or not, or if it's right, you should do the 10 year test, which is when you basically just say to yourself in 10 years, will I regret not doing this? And usually it's like instant clarity. Like, when I was thinking about this decision, yeah, instantly I said to myself, yeah, I, I will regret not doing this 100%. Um, and I, I, I don't know, do you find that that helps you as well to make decisions? I think it just makes everything so clear all of a sudden. Totally. I think that, yeah, just the different perspective, right? The different lens that you're looking at a specific decision mm-hmm. with. Um, I would say also like, if you have like very good friends that you use as a sounding board to bounce ideas off of or um, to talk through your decisions with, um, to me, that's always a really big indicator of what I really want. Because one, I mean, I am, I think I notoriously over talk things Mm -hmm. through with my friends, but I think a lot can be said for like which friends I choose to talk through different uh, decisions. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Cause nobody, I think that if you choose a friend who, you know, they're going to like enable you, like you choose them like subconsciously because we all have this arsenal of friends that we'd want to talk to about a problem. And like the best friend might always be there. But if I know that like, I don't know if it's like a boy thing, I feel like I could go to you. You'd just be like a yes person. You'd be like, you just, you just go for it. Right. And and there are other friends who would say the opposite. And I think by choosing you over somebody else, like I think that's really, like it it tells, yeah, I think that tells you a lot. Yeah. Like paying attention to who you want to share the news with, because there's going to be some people who are, uh, like you said, more yes people who are going to yeah. be more into making big, crazy life changes and other people who are going to be more conservative. And yeah. so, uh, yeah, observing who you who you feel like you should share it with or yeah. also just observing yourself when you share it, depending on who you share it with, you know, because maybe you're trying to convince someone that it's a good idea. Yeah, and, and you, you frame it in a certain way. It. Yeah, exactly. You frame it in a certain way. You don't realize that you're 
you're trying to present it in a way that sells them on it. And if yeah. you're trying to sell someone on an idea, that's probably a pretty good indication that you yeah. yourself want, want to do it. Um, oh, shit. I just had this breakthrough. <laughs> <laughs> do tell. No, I don't. It's private. <laughs> okay. Um, I also wanted to say um, listening to your gut. So I know both of those things are about listening to your gut um, in different ways. But I want to tell like a quick personal story about listening to your gut, um, which is a little bit like the coin toss experiment. So Gabrielle Bernstein, um, she has this segment on the Queen Latifah show that I watched about <laughs> making decisions. And she says, you know, toss a coin in the air, but it's not like the traditional coin toss the way you might think. Co toss a coin in the air, you know, heads is you're going to Korea, tails is you're staying at home and doing something else um and when it's in the air you'll probably have this immediate lurch like just again that clarity you know which side do you want it to fall on um yeah. do, you, do you want it to be heads or do you want it to be tails and in that moment if you tell yourself like whatever this lands on I'm doing that might give you yeah that again instant clarity but anyway so the, okay. the listening yeah. to your gut story yeah I was I had applied for this internship in Toronto. Um, it was in a digital media marketing field, marketing, social media field. And um, it was like a three month thing. And I was really excited about it. And I worked really hard on the interview prep and everything. And I had a, a contact in the, in the business and everything. And it was like a few days before I was supposed to hear back from them. And I remember being on Instagram and seeing one of the girls here, um, her name is Jess, and she had posted about how she, they had just been to the Philippines for Christmas, and she was doing her yoga teacher training in April, and she was really excited about it, and I remember sitting there being like, this could be my life, like, this could be what I was doing, what am I doing, and immediately in my gut, I felt like, and I didn't tell this to anyone at the time. I still haven't told it to that many people. In my gut, I just started feeling like I really, really, really hope I don't get this internship so that I can go to Korea. Um, because if I got it, I would have probably stayed. And so I just, yeah, it was just this feeling, like this sense of, of really being like, no, I don't want to do that anymore. I really hope I don't get it. Which was so weird because... <clears throat> I had really thought that that was what I wanted, but immediately when I really listened to my gut, I, I could tell it wasn't, which mm -hmm. is kind of scary. <laughs> <laughs> See, I call this the RADA test. So, <laughs> okay. so as you know, and as like some of our listeners may know, and as RADA will know when she's listening to this, RADA <laughs> was my roommate um, during three of three out of four years uh, at McGill yeah and Rada always like would lie her outfits down on her bed and then have me come in and pick one for her except the picking process went more like I would pick a dress and then she'd be like I think I'm gonna go with this one and point to another dress and I think that that's exactly the same thing where eventually I just told her I was just like I have no trouble picking an outfit for you because I know that you're not going to pick something based on what I say, but when I pick a dress, it'll like you'll know whether or not that's the one I that you mm. actually want to wear. Yeah. 
And that's, yeah, the Rada. <laughs> the yeah. Effect. yeah and um, that definitely requires being in tune enough with your own desires yeah to overcome what other people think because I think in other ways if Rada had if Rada wasn't such a strong independent woman she yeah. maybe would just choose the one that you chose all the time because because she just thought that was the right opinion so it does definitely require you being a little bit more in touch with what you really want and listening to what you really want instead of just kind of going along with the crowd. But I love that. That's so, that's yeah. so funny. I didn't know. <laughs> but I think that can be true. Like what if you asked somebody else to make this big decision for you? And then if you feel like this sense of resistance, like, wait, no, like, wait, that's not, no, yeah. I want to go to Korea, yo. Like then, you know, you exactly. really know. Yeah. yeah. Um, I think a similar concept uh, to what we were talking about earlier about things being reversible is also really helpful. So um, Zen Habits, he talks about seeing your choices as experiments. Um, so if you're struggling to decide which thing you want to do, you can kind of maybe just say, okay, I'm doing this one. I'm going to go to Korea. Um, I'm just continuing to use that example. <laughs> um, yeah. I'm going to, you know, start prepping just in case I do want to down the line. I'm just going to start prepping my documents. I'm going to go get my police check. And, you know, I don't have to make the decision now, but I don't want to box myself out of making the decision later. So I'm going to start the process. And then you just kind of like sit with it. So you sit with it for a few days or a few weeks and you kind of go through the motions. And if it feels right, then you can keep doing it. And if it feels wrong, then like we said, most things are reversible. So, yeah. you know, the only thing I would have lost would be like $25 for my police check or whatever. Um, so yeah, I think seeing things as experiments or seeing things as reversible can also help you really get in touch with yeah. what you want to do. Exactly. That goes for so many things like traveling or taking a job or asking that guy out or asking that girl out or starting a new blog. Um, yeah. All of those things so easily reversible and like, yeah, we show resistance. Um, yeah, exactly. Like, what have you got to lose, really, in the end, um, is a big part of it. Okay, um, so if I could talk about Rada's family a little bit more. <laughs> oh, yeah. So, this okay. is the Rada podcast. Yeah, Rada 101. <laughs> um, so Rada's mom is a guidance counselor, and she gave me a really good piece of advice in second year university when Rada and I were moving in together. It had nothing to do with living with Rada. It was not the Rada test. Um, <laughs> but basically what she told me was that it's you always have to have a goal, like no matter what you're doing, and your goal is allowed to change, but you always have to have a goal. And I think that that really reminds me about what we're talking about now, where you can have these goals and you can work towards them, and it won't all be for nothing because you are able to change them, um, but it's not – it's about taking risks and working towards things and not just being stagnant. Yeah. Um, yeah. And you totally. can change directions and that's totally okay. Right. And, and if you change directions, you, like you said, it's not going to all be for nothing what you were working towards just because you're suddenly shifting focus. Yeah. It was super wise. So I think that I, I feel like I've mentioned it on the podcast before, but it's probably just because I think about it a lot. So. No, I think that's great. I think also 
yeah, the idea of having an overarching goal can really help. So it goes hand in hand with exactly what you just said. Um, so there's having little goals that you're working towards, but then there's also the idea of having sort of like, like a mega goal or like a life vision. You might be able to put it that way. Um, and you know, you're, everything you do and everything you decide, it can help to look at it in the lens of, is this in keeping with my values? Is this in keeping yeah. with my overarching goal for my life? And that's pretty similar to the 10 year test that we were talking about earlier, but in some ways it's different because it doesn't have to be 10 years. It can just be for my life. Like this is what I want out of my life. Um, does this goal, does this decision mesh with that or does that go away from that? And that's a really easy way to tell, you know, it's, and sometimes you don't have a complete life vision. I mean, I don't, but in ter- if you frame it in terms of your values or what you want, um, then most people have those things. So <laughs> then you can kind yeah. of choose based on that. Yeah. I think just going into new opportunities with an open heart um, yeah. is, yeah, <laughs> it's, yeah, I think that's, that's how you're going to make the goals that lead to living the fullest life. Yeah, definitely. Um, sometimes I like to think about what is the, I, I like to ask what is the bigger, yeah. the, big, the bigger choice? Um, what's yeah, that was your, I think that that was, that was your resolution like last year or something is live the bigger life or yeah, like choose the bigger option. Um, and bigger, you can really define pretty personally. Um, for me, when I say bigger, I mean, what's going to expand me as a person, grow me as a person, give me the most life experience, um, make me a more interesting person and a more interested person in the world. And so when I make decisions, a lot of times I'll think about, is this a bigger choice or a smaller choice for me? And what's big for me might not be big for anyone else. But for me, the choice between, I mean, what I was doing in Oakville at the time was pretty small. And so Korea was pretty big, but you can apply it to any number of things and just choosing that, you know, if you have the choice between moving to another country or staying here, for me, the bigger choice is to move. But, um, but again, totally personal changes all the time, but having that inner guidance system or that inner compass, um, for me, that question really helps. Like, what's the bigger choice here? What's going to make me grow? That really helps to sort of clear things, clear things up <laughs> either way. You're awesome. I think you're awesome. I think you're awesome. Thank you so much for Skyping with me this morning, Steph. Yes. Thank you for taking the time. It's your nighttime, so I've probably kept you up past your bedtime. But sorry. <laughs> That's just yeah. how Korea time works. It's um, totally worth it. Yeah, it was so good to talk to you. Um, If you guys have any questions um, about anything that we talked about on the podcast or and or if you want to add in anything that helps you make big decisions in your life, we would love to hear it because I'm sure we still have a hundred big decisions in our future, hopefully. Um, And so we need all the help we can get. But thanks for listening. We'll talk yeah, to you have next a good time. week, everyone. Bye. Okay. Bye, Laura. Bye, Steph.